0: Welcome to Medical Minefield, where we talk about the ethical dilemmas at the heart of the health stories that matter the most. I'm Barney Kalman, the health editor at The Mail on Sunday, and with me is The Mail on Sunday's deputy health editor, Eve Simmons. Hello. This week, we're talking about the mysterious COVID-like illness that turns out in tests not to be COVID. What is it? Please do, as ever... Tell us your experiences, ask us questions using the hashtag MedicalMineField on Twitter or email us at health at MailOnSunday.co.uk. Eve, a couple of weeks back, Sarah Vine, Mail on Sunday columnist, wrote about the fact that she'd been suffering classic Covid symptoms, a fever, cough, uh, loss of sense of taste and smell, but then had taken tests and tested negative for Covid, and she wondered what the bloody hell it was, which is quite a good question. And we've been flooded with readers who have had similar experiences. It's, uh, it's quite a mystery, isn't it?
1: It is strange. I mean, I was surprised by the amount of letters that we've had from readers who are saying that these symptoms are going on for weeks and weeks and weeks, some of them months, and yet they keep taking COVID tests over and over again and they, they're coming back negative. So it does make you think, what is going on?
0: Yes, yeah, so one good example. Anne Williams writes, My hubby has just recovered from a week of being ill with flu-like symptoms, constant headache, temperature and lethargy. He's double jabbed. It was more than a cold, but I consider it to be too early to be seasonal annual flu. Three lateral flows and a PCR, all negative. Odd.
1: Yeah, that is odd. And I've got one here from Molly Whittaker, who says that she's had symptoms of COVID for three weeks and three days, multiple negative COVID tests, both PCR and lateral flows. She's contacted the doctor who's diagnosed her with a chest infection on top of the infection that she already has. um, And of course, antibiotics aren't working. So she's convinced that it's COVID, but then the test is saying she's negative.
0: Well, it's quite a mystery. I mean, back in June, July, the Zoe COVID tracker app where people upload their COVID symptoms had flagged up something different happening with the Delta variant. More people were logging traditional cold-like symptoms mm. and then testing positive for COVID. So many people said that the Delta variant was possibly less severe or causing less severe symptoms and could be mistaken, especially in, in younger people, perhaps middle-aged people as well, for a common cold. And they, they were warning that people shouldn't assume it was a cold if they had cold-like symptoms, that it might not necessarily be the classic COVID symptoms of a fever, a cough. And loss of sense of taste and smell.
1: Yeah, I know that that's one one of our um, regular writers, Dr. Philippa Kay, a few weeks ago warned about that and said that if you have a cold, don't assume that it's not COVID because I know that a runny nose certainly is is a symptom that a lot of people who are were then subsequently testing positive for COVID were suffering from and just thought as you would, it's a cold.
0: One of the very complicated things about this is that it's impossible to get a PCR test, which is supposed to be the gold standard mm. COVID test. If you do have one of these atypical symptoms of COVID, if you go online, and I tried this out myself, it asks you a series of questions, as anyone who's taken one of these tests or applied for one will know. And if you don't have the classic symptoms, and you're not a key worker, and you haven't been told by your doctor to have a PCR test, it tells you to take a lateral flow, which then isn't a great test, apparently, for really determining if you have symptomatic covid so you know it's it's a confusing system mm-hmm. and and the answer to that little conundrum is if you feel like you might have covid ask your gp if you can have a pcr test they'll say yes and then you can say you have been told to by your doctor and order one from the standard uh government app and clearly there'll be an amount of people who are actually getting colds and flu, I know a lot of acute medics are intensely worried now about the impact flu is going to have, that they're genuinely seeing rising numbers of cases of very very ill people with non-covid respiratory infections it's a cause for concern and it's happening earlier mm. um you know this this reader wrote in saying she didn't think it was the right time for flu but in fact these things are happening earlier than than we've seen before just because everyone's started mixing and all these viruses that have been not being passed around because of all the lockdowns are now being passed around so everyone's getting ill
1: i think doctors have called it winter in july in the summer uh, they, they, they referenced it as winter in July because they're seeing all of the things that you would traditionally see in winter in the summer months.
0: Of course, there is always that question mark as well as, are we seeing something new? Are we seeing something unexpected? A strange,
1: non-Covid, non-flu bug? Oh Whoa. no, God, not another one, please. <laughs> <laughs> Lockdown!
0: Uh. Um, okay, well, look, I think it's best that we talk to Sarah Vine, who kicked off the entire issue with her column. Sarah is on the line with us now. Sarah, thanks for finding time to talk to us. Earlier this month, you wrote about how you had been suffering from what you assumed was COVID. Can you take us through what happened? When did it all start?
2: Well, actually, funnily enough, it started... I had a really awful kind of summer cold, and then that sort of went away. And then, and then I started feeling really, really ill you know, about three or four weeks ago. That was it. And it's just, um, just a bit odd because I kept testing negative for COVID. And yet I, was, um, I sort of had runny nose, terrible headaches, but also just that awful feeling of just um, feeling like you've just been wrung out. You know that thing where you, like just all your muscles feel like fatigue. they've got lactic acid in them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And everything aches. And, and then, so I kept thinking, oh, well, it's just a summer cold, I'm just you know, I'm just tired and worn down or whatever. And then I suddenly lost my sense of smell and taste, which is really weird. I've never had that before. It's not like when you have a cold when you can't taste things, but then if you blow your nose, you can momentarily taste them. It was like absolute absence of smell and taste, completely. I mean, I literally couldn't. I, I, I remember pouring myself a glass of vodka and tonic just as an experiment. And I, it was like drinking water.
0: God, how Very weird. weird. I've I've heard people eating super hot curries and all sorts and yeah. and having no sensation whatsoever. I've not suffered these symptoms, so it does it does sound very spooky. But you so you say you took tests? Did you, you so you went online? You uh, filled out the form. They sent you a PCR test, and it came yeah. back negative.
2: Negative, yeah, negative. And then I did also lateral flow ones at um, home. Negative, 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 negative. So I don't know. Maybe the viral load just not enough, for it the register because yeah. I've been double facts
0: and have any of your family members been ill did anyone else get it or do you i mean if you had, if it was covid where do you think you got it from
2: oh i don't know probably the supermarket or somewhere like that i mean yeah. my daughter's been double vaccinated my son has had his first one because he's 16 and i think that i think they had covid like a year ago or something i mean they they were sort of thing but it's weird I mean I I don't know it just seems to sort of come and go and it's I mean some days and now I feel absolutely fine and sometimes I wake up and I feel like death genuinely and it's completely random.
0: Lots of people talk about breathlessness and and sort of chest problems have you got that also?
2: Not really actually no no I don't really have that I do feel a bit nasal I probably found it
1: Sarah, can I ask you, was there around the time when the symptoms started, was there anyone else around you in your immediate circle who, who had COVID that you think you might have caught it off?
2: Uh, no, no, I don't think so. No, not that I know particularly. I mean, the only people really would have been the children. Um no, they didn't. They didn't have anything like that. I mean, I don't really see anybody talk for
0: my kids. <laughs> <laughs> we're do, sorry. We're doing a bit of we're doing a bit of detective work here. Just just because yeah. it's it's a mystery, isn't it? And uh, are you the type of person that picks up stuff? Are you? Do you ever no, get ill? Or... Absolutely
2: not. No, I don't really get ill. I'm not very. I don't really get ill. And also, I, when I do get ill, I don't tend to sort of. It doesn't really stop me in my tracks. So Whereas this kind of did stop me in my tracks. I think that. Um, I mean. When I wrote the piece in the paper, loads of readers emailed to say they had had the same thing, and they Mm. didn't work out what it was either.
0: Yeah, we've heard the same.
2: Mm. So I sort of I don't know whether it's just COVID night, uh, that it's you know that it's basically. Not enough of a... I
1: don't really know. I'm not a doctor. What does the doctor say? We're going to find out in a minute. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to find out. I mean, there's various different
0: theories. You know, the idea that I've heard floated is that if you've been vaccinated, you clear the virus quite quickly. But we know that COVID causes symptoms that can really linger. And if you picked it up a month ago or more, you know, you could well be still suffering from these lingering symptoms. And women do also seem to get a very mild first COVID illness. And then yeah. go on to get the fatigue and the post-viral stuff. Yeah. 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 So there I could think, be... I think
2: it's, yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's very interesting uh, to do with... The, probably, I mean, the thing is, I'm post-menopausal, mode, so I probably don't really have that much oestrogen floating around my body.
1: Um,
2: mm.
0: More so than that, men, I though, I, I expect.
2: That... <laughs> Possibly. I don't know. I don't take HRT, so I am probably, you know, quite... My tank's probably quite empty in that respect. Yes, but I think I think um, I think women do seem to be reporting this, and a lot of my girlfriends seem to have a sort of similar thing. Really, that's Um, interesting.
1: But we know, on the other hand, that there's been a lot of um, of non-COVID respiratory infections kind of floating around that people are picking up.
2: I wondered whether it was to do with that, whether the fact that because I've been wearing a mask for the last sort of you know eighteen months, that basically my body hasn't had much of a chance to. To fight off other bugs and say that, you know, now that we're all, you know, naked, as it were. Yes,
0: things that things, is absolutely things, yeah. another theory oh. that people are people are quite worried about this winter, I think, that, that they think yeah. there's going to be a real impact from flu. So, uh, you know, get, yeah. the, get the flu jab and all, all of those kinds yeah, so, of things. Yes,
2: I've been offered the flu jab. I've got to go and do that. Um, but 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 the thing that I thought was weird about this was the sort of no sense of smell or taste because that that's that's only a COVID thing really, yeah. isn't it? It's not a yeah. flu thing.
0: Or it a, seems or a cold. to be. It seems to be quite characteristic of COVID. Although other colds can cause that. I mean, it's it's a symptom that I've always got from colds. Weirdly, oh, and my sense, oh. the first thing, the first symptom I usually get if I'm going to get a real stinker of a cold is mm. that my sense of smell and taste totally changes, and then I know mm. I'm going to get a cold. So um, we've spoken mm. to to cold experts who say that it's something they've seen for, for many years. So again, it's mm. it's a mystery, isn't it? We've
1: written about that for quite a while, actually, and, mm. and some doctors say that they do see patients. I know our columnist, Dr Ellie Cannon, has said that actually mm. she does see patients who have lost mm. their sense of taste and smell, and it can linger for for, a, for years, uh, actually. Oh so,
2: yeah, I still, I still can't taste and smell much at all. It's it's weird my taste and smell has sort of come back but it's not come back like it like it was before. It's come back differently.
0: Are you tasting things differently and smelling things differently?
2: Yes. Slightly tasting things differently. And and I before I was really one of those people who could smell a smell a cigarette at like, you know, two hundred paces. You know, if there was someone smoking a fag four doors down for me, I could smell it. But I can't smell things like that anymore at all. Is mm-hmm.
1: there anything that kind of reawakens your taste buds, Sarah? Um no. In fact, I've been eating a lot less. <laughs> it's quite interesting.
2: Food is, food is like dust in my mouth. Oh, oh that's so, so miserable. miserable. So, so, so it's quite interesting because I like eating, now I like eating things that have texture. So I've become really obsessed with popcorn because popcorn is kind of, you know, it's, quite a, it's a sort of interesting texture. And so salty as well.
1: I've, I've heard that salt can be quite yeah, helpful. Yes, yeah, salt comes
2: through. It doesn't come through completely, but it does come through a little bit. But so, so things like popcorn, anything with a bit of texture i like um toast toast has become very popular in my life <laughs>
0: well, well look um sarah thanks i'm glad to hear that you are gradually on the mend and thanks very much yeah, sure for finding a bit of time to talk to us about this this mystery and i'm i'm hoping we'll we'll keep hearing from readers as well it's interesting what she said about estrogen, mm. apparently the difference between men and women with COVID, is it's not necessarily to do with estrogen, it's to do with genetic it's differences in immunity, yeah. it's how the immune system, and, and because men are missing a bit of the chromosome, we produce less of a certain kind of immune something or other.
1: Well actually, estrogen, I think there's been some studies showing that estrogen's protective against some severe symptoms. Really? I'm not sure how uh, much evidence there is for that but I know that was something that was floating around a little while ago
0: oh yes that's right because estrogen has the protective effect and the chromosome means that men get it worse and but that's why women seem to get a mild first illness and then go on because they aren't developing a a, a strong immune response Mm. that they are then going on to suffer the longer symptoms so
1: oh interesting oh it's a tough life for us, guys. <laughs> well, I
0: think it's, it's fair to say that this virus never fails to surprise. But there are scientists that do have theories about what's going on with this mystery about people suffering from COVID symptoms, but then testing negative for COVID. And you've got one of them on the line.
1: Yes, to save us doing the detective work. Dr Peter English, who is a public health expert um, working in South East England, is on the line now. Dr English, there seems to be quite a lot of people with fairly obvious COVID symptoms, but they're testing negative time and time again. What's going on here?
3: This isn't too surprising to us. The tests are not 100% sensitive. If you take 10 people who actually genuinely have COVID-19, even the best test, the PCR tests uh, on a throat swab, will only pick up about seven of them as positive. And as time goes by, you produce less virus. So If you don't get them at the right moment, uh, you might well miss somebody who did have COVID-19. Probably in those people, the best test would be an antibody test. But those aren't widely available even to clinicians.
1: Really? So the the PCR tests are only, you're saying 70%, well, is it sensitive?
3: Yes. The word we use is sensitive, which Mm. means how good it is at picking up up cases where, where people who truly have it. So it's the proportion of people who genuinely have it who test positive is the sensitivity. And it's about 70% um, for for COVID-19 with the PCR tests.
1: So you're saying these people probably had false negatives and then have just been suffering long-term COVID symptoms because they they were indeed infected with COVID?
3: It's very possible, yes. And the only way to know for certain, well, even that wouldn't be 100% certain, but you could get a better idea by looking at antibodies which tell you about what people have been exposed to previously. And you can do antibody testing for parts of the virus that aren't included in the vaccines. So those parts of the virus are detected or antibodies to those parts of the virus are detected. uh, Then that's a clear indication that someone's been exposed to the actual disease and Mm. not just to a vaccine.
1: Mm -hmm. But we also know, Dr English, that there's lots of people who have had a vaccine or or had the infection and actually don't end up testing positive for antibodies and, and that we've been told by doctors that that doesn't mean that they don't have any any immunity it just means they don't have antibodies
3: well yes that's why i said it's not hundred percent it's another thing that would help you to work out um, i think if you've very clearly had exposure to probable cases you now people are very likely to have covid19 and you get the the right symptoms at the right time then that's a good clinical diagnosis. And um, I wouldn't worry too much if you have negative tests. They're likely to be false negatives. But as you say, people do lose antibodies. The antibody levels do fall off gradually after vaccination or exposure. Extra doses of vaccine will multiply them several times. Um, And we know that people can still have some levels of immunity, even if they don't have detectable antibodies. Because the immune system, once it's been what we call primed by exposure to vaccine or or the disease, um, will usually have memory cells. Those are parts of the immune system, white blood cells that circulate, which are specialized to produce antibodies specifically against the SARS-CoV-2 virus. So if it count, encounters that virus again, it can very quickly start producing antibodies and the other parts of the immune system, the cellular immune system to attack the, the virus. It may be that it doesn't kick in quickly enough to prevent infection, but it can often kick in quickly enough to prevent any serious disease. Uh, and that's likely to happen well into the future.
0: Is there a possibility that COVID could mutate and then not be picked up by lateral flow or PCR tests that would then need to be, the test assay would need to be adjusted or, or such like? Is, is that a possibility or is that sort of pie in the sky?
3: That's a good question and I'm not sure I can give you a good answer to it. My suspicion is that we would, um, there are two things that they do when they do the, the PCR testing. One is just PCR testing using the existing probes. But we're also doing a lot of whole genome sequencing in this country. And the whole genome sequencing will continue to pick them up. And if we start finding mutations that mean they're not being picked up on the the, uh, the PCR tests, they would quite quickly be able to cho- change the primers they use for those to, to continue to pick them up.
1: Dr English, what should you do if you are one of these unfortunate patients who has developed these symptoms and they're test- you're testing negative? What what do you do? Do you self-isolate?
3: Well, you need to self-isolate if you've got symptoms that could be COVID-19 uh, for 10 days from the onset of symptoms, after that, you are not going to be infectious anymore.
1: But if you've tested negative, do you still have to self-isolate? So say you, you get a test on well, the second day of the symptoms. Well, what the rules
3: say and what makes sense. The Department of Health has put in place various rules, which I think are actually deliberately designed to reduce the number of people who self-isolate even when they should. They've excluded the common symptoms that now arise with Delta virus, the Delta variant of the virus.
1: And that's things uh, like a cold, cold like symptoms, is it?
3: Yes. It, with the with the previous variants, that they had the three common, most common symptoms for that variant. And if you had those symptoms, you were told to get tested and isolation, and et cetera. They haven't updated the symptoms. So it's quite hard to get a, a, a PCR test if you don't have the three classic symptoms, which is... I can only think that that's a deliberate attempt to reduce the number of testing that's done and to accept that people will have the disease and won't get diagnosed as positive because that looks better for the the figures.
1: But as I understand it, if you develop symptoms that are COVID symptoms and you then get a PCR test, as is advised by the government, and you test negative, you no longer have to self-isolate according to the official guidance.
3: I think that's probably based on the fact that you have reduced the risk by, you know, you're 70% less likely to have it mm. than you were before you had the test.
1: But would you advise, in your, in your opinion, if, you were, if I came to you in this situation, would you advise someone to self-isolate despite, despite that guidance?
3: Well, there's a lot of discussion about what's right for society at large. Mm. Then there's the individual and their individual circumstances. And if you're in a household with somebody who's vulnerable and might know, has conditions that mean they may not have responded as well to the vaccine, then I would definitely avoid contact with them if you have symptoms, even if you do test negative, until you know, until 10 days after the onset of symptoms, as far as you possibly can. I know it's difficult in the household. Uh, and similarly, if you've got uh, somebody who might be vulnerable that you might visit, I'd avoid visiting them until 10 days afterwards.
1: Mm. Dr English, that's very helpful advice. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi. Sorry to interrupt your listening, but there's another
2: great podcast from the Mail on Sunday you might want to try. Liz Jones's Diary, the podcast, offering a weekly look into the life of Britain's most unfiltered columnist. That's me. Find us at
1: mailplus.co.uk. So there you have it despite what the government say if you do have symptoms but you've tested negative and you know somebody who is vulnerable you should make sure you don't go anywhere near them
0: I think that's probably common sense that most people Mm. would follow if they were feeling ill they wouldn't go and see someone vulnerable But I really wonder whether people are going to not go to work, for instance.
1: I think you'd be surprised. I came into contact with somebody recently who visited my house and then halfway through her visit explained to me that her son had these terrible COVID symptoms um, but had tested negative on a lateral flow test. But she was still going out and doing her job, which meant that she would be in very close contact with people.
0: I think officially she was following the guidance, though. Uh, you don't have to isolate. If you have someone in your family who has symptoms but then tests negative, I mean, the, a family member wouldn't have to isolate.
1: Well, she was actually taking lateral flow tests. The son was taking lateral flow tests. And the guidance says if oh, you yeah. have COVID you symptoms, you have to take PCR. To take a test. PCR. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But my point was that I think people are just going to carry on going to work with colds. It's a huge bugbear of mine that people turn <laughs> up. Well, actually, I, know. I, say, I say that, but I've done it too, actually. I'm a total hypocrite. <laughs>
1: I think because we all think, oh, no one can tell. And then when we start hacking away halfway through our lunch, it's... um...
0: Well, I remember, I think it was back in March or February, both of us were really hideously full of cold, but we were so busy because there was just the two of us working Mm. at that time in the team. And so we both came into the office giving each other probably COVID. (laughs) Yeah. I remember joking.
1: Oh, it's probably COVID. It's probably COVID COVID. because it
0: was... Before the whole pandemic really had kicked in, and and uh, and
1: neither of us have had it since, so
0: yeah, may well we're have been testing twice weekly, always negative. So mm-hmm. either we're very lucky, or we've just got
1: excellent fully immune systems. Immune.
0: Yeah, but yes, perhaps not so mysterious after all. Plausible explanations for what's going on um,
1: seems like there's two explanations. Either it is COVID, and the test is wrong. Or it's not COVID, it's another one of these nasty infections that's circulating at the moment.
0: Yeah, the end. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad we got to the bottom of it and that is all we've got time for. You'll find all the latest health news in this weekend's The Mail on Sunday and visit mailplus.co.uk forward slash subscribe to get access to all our podcasts, videos, opinion pieces and more. You can follow us on Twitter by searching at MailPlus. And
1: we'll be back with another topic on Medical Minefield next week. See you then. Goodbye.